to get into some fight talk um this weekend's card was it was okay it was an okay card um had a ufc fight night this weekend of course your main event being cody garbrandt versus rob font um let's uh let's get through some of the there, there were some notable fights throughout the card yeah. um not a ton to speak of there yeah, a lot of fights went to decisions unfortunately but yeah and those aren't the best. Matter of fact, the entire the entire uh, main card went to the scene except for the co-main event. Yeah, which actually I was very impressed with. Um, as far as Flaffa, but we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll we'll get there. Um, notable fights on the prelims. Well, Court McGee uh, showing that he's still a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, his toughness was definitely on display there. Definitely did his thing. Um, sure. Yeah, he said he still has the potential to be a contender. It'll be interesting to see where where, where he goes from um the coming off of this fight. I mean, skill wise, he still had some some more work to do. But in terms of yeah, again, he, he's one of those guys that's been around, and he if he doesn't evolve with the sport, it's, it's gonna he's gonna get left behind with his skill set. There's definitely some improvements that need to be made there, but he, he I but, think he can still he can still have a you know. Have a run or be a contender. He's still he's still he's still a tough guy. Very tough. Can never take that away from him. Yeah, can't really count him out of any fight either. Also, the the Ben Rothwell versus um Chris Barnett fight. Um, that was just a fight. Just to, I don't know. It was interesting because it's you know Chris Barnett. You can you can see that he's aware of you know. Trying to be an interesting character in a sense. Yeah. But his skill set's not quite UFC caliber yet. It's not. I hate I mean I don't wanna I don't wanna crap on the guy, but he he he, he didn't display anything that resembled a UFC heavyweight to me. It looked like some guy just happened to be a, a heavyweight that does MMA and they're like, all right, throw him in ben there. Ben Rothman is an opponent, throw him in there. Yeah, but um, you could, but but because he's a character, I, I think that I, I can see them bringing him back. But yes, he he has some improvements to be made though. He has a lot of improvements. Ben Ruffin was teeing off on him at, at one point. Ruffin was teeing off of him. The guy didn't hold his gas tank past the first round. Yeah, I mean there was all, all the signs of some guy that just threw in there. I mean I I, I don't know his record. I didn't I don't know much about him before this fight. Well, he's twenty-one and seven, so he's been doing this a while. So clearly, yeah, clearly he's been fighting for a, a while. Maybe it was short notice. I don't remember the, all the backstory on this, but I, I was, I was, didn't, li- I didn't like what I saw. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't impressed by him by any seasons. Yeah, yeah. He has some weight, but that being said, Ben Rothwell obviously um, submitted him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that fight uh, didn't do anything for the heavyweight division. Then now getting into the main card, a um, couple notable fights here. You know the the Jack Hermanson um, versus Ed Sabaz- Edmund Sabazian fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermanson. I mean, it was a tough fight mm-hmm. for for both guys. I think Hermanson came out in the in the last round and just kind of stole it pretty much. Yeah, it was it was one on one going into the last. Hermanson did his thing. I mean, Hermanson is just a tough guy, really. I mean, we say that in a, in, a, in a sport of tough guys, you know. 
He's definitely a tough guy. His ground and pound is, is pretty good, too. He has decent ground and pound. His ground game is pretty solid. His grappling is pretty solid. Um, Stand-up-wise, he's not bad. Hmm. He's, he's okay there, too, as well. Sabazian was, was doing a stand on the feet, too, as well. But in this fight, I think the, the ground game definitely showed itself. And, you know, and the toughness, of course. Of, mm, of Shabazian, I mean, he's obviously, well, not obviously, but he, uh, I guess, meant they were saying they're building him up again because he's, you know, mentored by Ronda Rousey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Same team. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I don't really care for their trade. I think we've said many times we don't really care for the trainer. I forgot his name. But, um, yeah, so anytime I can see these guys lose them. I'm okay with it. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind Edmund too much. I mean, he's he seems like a you know decent enough guy, and I I, I hate to see him. He he needs he needs to find a real a real coach, a real coach, a real training camp to showcase his skills and stuff. Yeah, because he's he's definitely talented. But yeah. Anyway, that's just my personal opinion. Anyway. <laughs> and the Ricardo Hamas fight. Ricardo Hamas <laughs> against um, Galagio. Uh It was a tough fight. They both were just. I don't know. I, 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 to me, how was gassed after the first round as well? Like well, both guys were. I mean, skill wise, you can tell they're, they're they got some skill, but again, they they they, they didn't. It, it got sloppy to the end there. It got pretty sloppy to the end. It, it wasn't you know much notable. Not, nothing really eventful happened in that fight. Really, mm. those two guys gassed it out to a decision. It's pretty much. Um, um, the Justin Toffa versus Jared uh, Vendera. That was just a fight of just two big bears just going at it. Pretty right? much. Just two wildebeest just... I mean... And half, what was it in the second round? When um, yeah, Tafak got him with the punch that split him open? Split him open and he was just leaking. Like, blood was just spewing out of that thing. Like, almost comical. Yeah. Like a movie just spraying out. Just It, it was uh, it's pretty bad. That being said, though, he still toughed it out and the judges gave him the decision. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough guy, and he—you can tell—he was backing. He, he's tough because he always walks it out, mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening. He's still moving forward, and you could tell that him applying that pressure was getting frustrating for for Tafa. You could tell Tafa was getting a little bit gassed, a little bit winded, a little bit frustrated. So I think ultimately that's what, that's what you know got Jared the the, the victory. Also, when, when even when he got a cut, he was he he was the one that was still being aggressive. Yeah, being really aggressive. Uh, that's actually how come he got cut because he was like. They were in the pocket there swinging at each other. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, tough, tough guy. He is another contender series guy that, you know, showcasing his skills, you know, showing that he, he belongs. So. Still my favorite show. My favorite MMA show will always be contender series. Yep, man. So Ultimate Fire is coming back to, to give it a run for its money, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they say. But we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah, sure. that's uh, definitely going to bring that up later. But um, Then, of course, you had Felicia Spencer. Versus Norma um, Demont. I mean, this fight was at featherweight, and I because there, there were talks, you know, around. I'm sorry, Norma Demont wanted. She she said she wants to go back down to 135, but I mean, she looked big at 145. Mm-hmm. She was a pre- pretty big girl, not 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 no, not in the featherweight either. She's a little bit, you know, she's pretty built, mm-hmm. and her hand speed is pretty good for that division, I must say. And it was definitely given Felicia. Some a lot of work, a lot of problems. Felicia just could not. I mean, Felicia's good with her legs. You know, she throws a lot of good kicks. Her grappling, of course, is solid and everything. But ultimately, like, 
as good as she were with her legs, it just was not affecting Norma. But well, I mean, the the judges give it make was a split decision, unfortunately. They did, but I mean, and again, it's because Felicia was, you know, she, Felicia's a vet. Mm. She stuck in there, you know, she threw up a lot of kicks and everything. But when once once Norma started letting her hands go, and I think that's probably why it was even that close, because she mm. she wasn't letting her hands go as often as she should have. But every time she let her hands go, she was just connecting. I mean, like down the pipe, some hooks, like she was teeing off on Felicia. And Felicia was, you know fought for the title and everything like that. So a win over a girl like Felicia is pretty big for, for Norma DeMond. And again, in a division at 145 where there's not a whole lot of people, yeah, you know, this, this could be a chick that you can see fighting for the title pretty soon. And honestly, based on her hand speed, if she could just get, no, she, she, she trains a little, she, and then she'll, be, she'll be like one or two more fights away from her, I think. If I was her, come back, like, get like one or two more before you mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. Because she just needs her confidence to be up a little bit more and just mm-hmm. let her hands go more often. Tear through two more girls, and then she could be... She, I mean, could, she, she ain't beaten um, Amanda, but... Well, yeah, well, again, but again, like again, her hand speed, if, if she can get her confidence up enough to fight Amanda and get in there, and she could, she could give Amanda some problems. Like, honestly speaking, just based off of what I saw her do. But the thing with her, again, she it's just, it's just a confidence thing. It could be a... Maybe, an experienced thing too maybe as well. She, maybe she needs to get in there. Yeah, fight Amanda. Uh, get, get do whatever she has to do to fight Amanda at forty-five. Maybe take an L, see what you learned, and then maybe try again at one thirty-five. Nah, to, 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 for her she again because she, she's pretty new. She's only six and six and one, and, you know, so she so she's still kind of she needs some experience. She yeah. just needs a little bit more experience to get, to get her confidence up. And this is a girl. She, well, as soon as she gets like you know, gets her confidence up, get into her prime. She could be a problem in that division. And again, this is a division that's not that deep. Pretty wide open division. So to me, she's one of the breakout stars of this fight, of this card. Another female break. Well, not, not really a breakout star. This is an old vet coming back. Miss Carla Esparza. Who who we've been very critical on. We've been yeah. very critical on. And she fought uh, Song Yanan. And Yanan has been, you know, they're, they're building up Yanan. The Yanan mm-hmm. is like the one, you know. They're, they're I, I, I think this was supposed to, this was supposed to be uh, Yanan. Um, yeah, yeah, her, her kind of, you know, title contention fight kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yep, her her coming out party. But it wasn't. And you could tell at the end of the fight she was so frustrated. Because Carla Esparza just doing what Carla Esparza does. And this is the best I've ever seen her do it. Because Carla Esparza, you know, she was always kind of a lay and pray type fighter. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Carla Esparza is a ground and pound machine. <laughs> I mean, her grappling, you, you you can't get aggressive with her. No. Because as soon as they get aggressive, she takes you you're, right. You're going on the mat. She times her her grappling so good. Because the thing with her, like, her grappling is based on wrestling. It's not so much the jiu-jitsu side of things, which wrestling is in between. And it can, it can be a little bit controlled as well from the top. Mm-hmm. Off your back is a different story, but... Once you can take someone down and be on top, and you, you, you know you have that strong, solid wrestling base, it, it, it can go far. I mean, and she showed. She just took her down whenever she wanted to and could just control the fight, and Yanan had no answer. Yanan just stayed on her back, didn't offer up any offense off of her back, didn't do much to try to get off of her back. She just accepted what was happening to her. And I mean, after a while, you could tell, you know, her corks talked to, you know, talked to her a little bit, and she she tried getting off her back in, 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 the, in the later round, but... In the second round, but it was to no avail. Mm-hmm. Carlos Barzo just took her down, beat her up, got on a crucifix, 
and slammed some elbows, busted her up. It, it, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. She like, it was almost, it wasn't as bad as what's his name, but Jared, you know, mm-hmm. leaking. But it was similar. And she just dropped the elbow on it, and it just started leaking out the ground upon. Once you're leaking like that, you take unanswered punches, and you're a woman. And you're once you're a woman, they they don't like to see that, so they're gonna they're gonna call it that quick. And her, and the way she held her crucifix too was pretty interesting because of course you know you locked on the other side, but mm-hmm. the side where you know where her head was. She wasn't because Yadonna's doing good, you know. She's keeping her arm moving, but she she wasn't trying to lock it down the, the traditional way. She had to lock down a, like another way, which you know, it doesn't lock it down as good. But at the same time, all you gotta do is lock that arm down. All you gotta do is keep that arm from pinned. defending, yep. pinned. And she did a great job of that. And just so I mean, I mean, even the punches she was landing wasn't that great. Like they weren't like hard punches, but you're bleeding and they're unanswered. So the referee's gonna stop it. They're, they're gonna call it. And she was not. She wasn't coming out of that crucifix. She would have stayed there and gotten beat for the you know the last two minutes of that round if she, if needs be. So you're saving her for herself, and of course, Jan being frustrated, but obviously just showing the hole in her game. You know, she there's some some stuff she needs to work on. Yep, just a grappling. So I mean, I'm sure Yanan will be back. And this is this is this is Yanan who's been I think six and zero in the UFC. She's thirteen and two her, her overall record, but yeah, since she got the UFC, she's been tearing through these girls, but. Carlos Spars are showing that you know I'm, I'm I'm the first champion of this division. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back for my belt. Yep, showing that uh, championship pedigree. Yep. And honestly, she she the way she fights, if she fights, she keeps fighting like that. Once you can get the takedown on you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. But once you can stop the takedown, she's pretty beatable. Pretty beatable. But and that was uh, isn't that the the weight class with uh, Rose? Yeah. Hmm. If she takes Rose on, it could be a problem. But Rose is so skilled. Mm-hmm. Like her takedown defense, I'm sure it's solid. And yeah. Rose's ground game is not bad either. Rose has a good ground game, so it would be a, that would be an interesting fight. They, they, they have fought before. Yeah, wait, didn't? Yeah, they were the they were the first fight to to, to yeah, thing the belt in the um no even on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. She beat Rose. Yeah, she did. Look that's at that. That's what I mean. Yeah, when they were remember they, they were that 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 they season. the finals. Yeah. With the finals and that, that I was supposed to crown the champion, and that's mm-hmm. how Carla got the belt. Yep, she beat Rose. There's some confidence there, so maybe that's why she has her. You know, she got a new spunk to her because she's like, I beat the champion. And look at that. There, there, there's a story building there, guys, mm-hmm. and that's something definitely keep your eyes on. But yeah, if Carla Spice can come back and beat Rose again, that's just establishing Ooh, dominance. Yes, that is. But I mean, this is Rose we're talking about. Don't see that happening, but there is a story there. Keep your eyes on that. And then, of course, the Rob Fant versus Cody Garbrandt fight, which mm-hmm. tough fight for Cody Garbrandt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was doing his thing. It was a close fight for the first maybe two rounds. Then <clears> Rob <throat> Fant just started to run away with it. You know, he was landing more often than Cody, and you could tell Cody was getting a little bit frustrated, mm-hmm. getting a little bit winded, but never really out of the fight. Cody, even though he got rocked a couple of times, you know, before they were talking about, you know, he, maybe he was chinny or whatever, but no, this showed that, you know, yeah, his chin he, is bad. Yeah, he's he's... he's Back to you know, his usual self, but he he just got outworked, and a lot of it I think is from from the jab. Rob Font has an excellent jab, and he works mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. He uses that jab to set up everything, and a lot of a lot of fighters can take a note of that. I mean, I know that's that's traditional boxing or whatever, but fighting like fighting is fighting for the most part. And once you're on the feet, if guys can use like, work behind a jab. They could be a lot more successful. And Rob Fonda shows that because this fight could have easily gone either way. Because Cody landed on him pretty early. 
but Rob Fran just stuck with it, keep kept his hands high, and just keep working behind that jab. And that jab was just money for him. So hats off to Rob Fond. I mean, he's beating a lot of top guys now. So it, it's so you know he's mm-hmm. he's and this is a guy. Uh, well, he's Puerto Rican, so definitely I'm, I'm sure that's where he gets a lot of his boxing experience. Yeah, you know. And again, in the, in the bantamweight division, where you know. Aljamain Sterling is the champion. And there's Peter Yan there. I know those two have to duke it out, but then as soon as that's done, I think Rob Font should definitely be next. Yeah. In my opinion. But there's also, you know, you still got a couple other people in there. You got, um, what's his name? Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz, yeah. I'm um, Sugar. Sean O'Malley is in that division as well. Yeah, he's, I mean, he, to me, he drinks his own Kool-Aid too much. And I mean, and rightfully so, he's, he's a talented guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Got some work to do. There's a lot of tough guys in that division, but I think Rob Font can hang with the best of them. And he's definitely next for a title shot, in my opinion. But yeah, I I, I want to get on the Aljo train, but I don't know because of how he got the belt is like mm, yeah. I to to me the belt's still up in the air. Yeah, he 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 has to solidify it before I I, I can jump on the train. Yeah. If he beats Jan, then he can say, all right. But until then. But the, the challenge with him, though, is that he's acting like he is the champion, like he is, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is whatever, because technically he is, but. <sighs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that division. But, anyways, that was last weekend's card, now, of course. Um. Uh, we've got another uh, fight night coming up, of course. Um, Rosenstrike and um, Sakai. Sakai. Uh, should be an interesting fight. You know, there's some some notable ones in there. Of course, you have Walt Harris fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcin Tabor. Yep. We also got um, Ponzinibbio Pon- fighting Ponzinibio, on there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Antonio Arroyo is fighting on there as well. Roman Dalidze. Mm-hmm. Well, Americani is fighting. Um. Landway, Landwayer, mm-hmm. Nate, you know, so yep, that's, that's I don't know why that, that's, why is that so low on the card? That's a big fight. Mm-hmm. That should be higher. Should oh, be. and Trinaldo's fighting as well, so. And my boy, Ilya Latifi is fighting. Latifi is fighting as well. So yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some notable fights on there. You know, of mm-hmm. course, we'll check it out and report back to you guys. But, um. Alan Patrick. Patrick as well, yeah. Definitely stay tuned with that. But, um, yeah, in other uh, MMA news. Just a couple of uh, stories kind of building there. I mean, mm-hmm. well, this whole, I think we talked on it maybe a little bit um, with um, Diego Sanchez and his. Yes, and his trainer. His now former trainer. Former trainer, because he's actually, he actually took a big step and parted ways with him, which I am actually. There. There's a there's a lot going on behind that I, I haven't seen on the mainstream headlines, mm. but there's a YouTuber by the name of Jesse on Fire, mm. and like he has been diving into this whole Joshua Fabia thing like from the jump. Like mm. I got I got a lot of ins from him from like a while back, and I was like, is this for real? And like everything he's saying is like coming out and coming true, and like. I don't know why he follows it. So I guess he's, I guess he's fascinated by this whole situation. But he has a vested interest in it. I guess he gets some juicy deets. Well, uh, spill it. Let's hear it. You know, 
in the in the world of Joshua Faber and well, Diego Sanchez. For for people that don't know, Joshua Faber is like of course uh, Diego Sanchez's trainer, his only trainer because uh, Diego Sanchez left um, Winkle John Winkle John to go train with Fabia. Fabia has been you know very strange, very strange. The relationship say, has been very questionable. People were uh, questioning whether they were you know homosexual or whatever, which there's nothing wrong with you know if that's what you guys want to do. You know, they should just come out and say, but uh, Diego kept, you know, saying, no, they're not. And he kept, you know, fighting it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, Joshua Favor is the one that got Diego Sanchez fired. Yep. From the UFC. UFC. Because he kept, he was trying to to sue UFC, but he tried to do it in a smart way. And they started coming a mile away and they just like, all right, we don't want any part of you or Diego, you know, you're, you know, mm-hmm. get out, get, get away from us, whatever. So they did that whole thing, and everybody's been trying to get Diego Sanchez to get away from this guy. This guy is scum. Scum. He's destroying your career. All that stuff. So, apparently, I mean, the, the Jesse on fire uh, on YouTube. He's been diving into it, like you know, like I mentioned before. And apparently, what Joshua Fabio was doing. Some underhanded, some underhanded stuff. He was recording Diego Sanchez training, but because he's a trainer, he would make him do like questionable stuff, and then sell it on OnlyFans as like gay porn. <laughs> what? And you would think that okay, that sounds all made up. This guy, this this Jesse on Fire guy, he actually had one, one of his subscribers, or whatever, actually bought. Couple of the videos and stuff. Mm. So like he he went on to the, the the OnlyFans account and bought the videos and stuff. Because so. I remember when they did open up OnlyFans, people were like are gonna be gay stuff and I know it's gonna be fitness stuff, whatever. So I heard I was like, okay, so. But the, the the profile picture is pretty pretty gay looking. Exactly. That was his whole idea. Like one of the things was making it was it was Diego and one of his tra- um, partner training partners. Apparently, it didn't. It was not only Diego; it was other people too. Mm. Was in this river, apparently naked, grappling. Mm. Like doing leg locks on each other and stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Not naked, nah. I mean, like doing grappling in general is is you yeah. got to be a real man to do it because you know you get in some spots where you know it's kind of uncomfortable and kind of suspect. But you know, once you're comfortable in your sexuality, you know you can get through it. But there's no reason to do it naked because then it's just like mm. what you're gay, you exactly. Yeah. And then there was this one video, I guess the, the title of the video was like, look at that tight butt. And it was like, it was all Diego and his, his training partners in the in the ring, in a, in a, in a cage. Mm. And they were doing exercises. But how the camera was, it was like, you could tell Diego didn't even know the camera was there. And he had him like, like bending over and doing stuff. Squats like and stuff like that. On just under, underhanded stuff. Underhanded stuff. And apparently... Diego's uncle, who's a no-nonsense type of guy, kind of just pulled Diego up on his like, like, listen, you know, you need to get away from this guy. And it's like, mm-hmm. he kind of, I mean, he, he kind of like, uh, Jesse on fire kind of like narrated a skit of how it kind of play, possibly played out. And it could make sense, you know, how he, how he, I mean, it was funny, but, <laughs> but yeah, apparently like, yeah, Diego's uncle's a no-nonsense type of guy and like, had to pull Diego away from him to talk to him one on one for them to to separate them. 
Because obviously, you know, Fabio just had Fabio his is, you fangs know, in him. He wouldn't let anyone get to him. him. Like, you know, if you can say anything to him, you can say anything to me. You know, I represent him, blah, blah, blah all this, all this nonsense. And they, they, had to, they had to put him in his place. And now, after that, I guess after that confrontation, now um, Diego finally did release, you know, you know mm-hmm. they're now separated, you know. Um, maybe the O's will take him back, maybe not, I don't know, probably not. Um, but now that they're separated, apparently now Diego is getting a restraining order. That's good. Put on him, That's which good. is necessary. Mm-hmm. But now Joshua Fabia is now showing more under underhanded scummy tactics and saying, oh, um, Diego is a drug addict and he suffers from substance abuse and he had to be his um, donor and all, like kind of airing out his dirty laundry. Airing out all his dirty laundry. And it's like, how underhanded can this guy be? You know scum. what I mean? There's scum. scum in this world, man. There's scum. scum in this world. Straight up scum this guy was. And unfortunately, Diego was an impressionable person. And he just stuck his stuck his fangs in him and just destroyed the the rest of his career. I mean, his his career was already on the way out, but I mean, he could he could he could have bowed out in dignity. Yeah, for everything he did for the sport. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. You never want to see. And I was a huge Diego Sanchez fan back mm-hmm. in the day when he just won the one Ultimate Fighter. Then he went on to win the belt. I followed that whole thing. I, I was right there with him. He was a nightmare. He was mm-hmm. tearing through guys. He and was I, a gr- he was the first person that I see did like ground and pound the way it's been you know, yeah. used more more so like you know mm-hmm. nowadays you know he was he was a guy he was a ground and pound guy and like I, know, like, I mean him versus I think him versus Cerrone is a fight that had needed to happen that would have been a good fight to for both guys for both guys you know coming off some losses at the end of their careers it would have been a good way to to see you know who gets to move on kind of thing you know yep Joshua Faber rob us of that maybe. Maybe now things are going in the right direction. Dana White can be like, you know what, this is gonna be a one-off for mm-hmm. both of you guys. You know, mm-hmm. it's be the last fight for both of them. They can both exactly. go there, have a war, and then they both head off into the sunset. Two, two of my all-time favorites. So. Exactly. I, I, that's what I would like to see anyway. I think it's still possible. I'm all keeping faith that, that some of that can still happen. So, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. But um, yeah, I mean. There's uh, some some big fights coming up around the horizon. Of course, you know you have the the Conor McGregor and um, Poirier three. Yep, it's been getting a lot of traction. There's a lot. There's been a lot of talks um, about the whole thing, and uh, apparently um, Kamar Usman um, chimed in, and he's talking. To, he, he did an interview recently. He was talking about Conor, which for some reason isn't making headlines. So I'm just, I'm bringing it to you guys. But he was pretty much saying that Conor is you know he don't he don't think Conor is the Conor of old. And rightfully so, you know, Connor, he doesn't see Connor as a hungry Connor anymore. He says Connor's just a regular fighter now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can I mean, fight him and get some money, but he's just a regular fighter I mean, now. And that's a, I mean, that's a legit argument. You can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say he's talking shit. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't knock him for it. But um, I saw, I saw, well, I saw an interview on with Connor, but he he didn't. It wasn't him responding to this, but it was kind of, I guess, his mindset of fights. You can kind of like. Mm. Kind of get never really give him a pass, but you can kind of understand where he's coming from and why. I guess the, the tail end of his career has not been the best. I mean, it, it, it's, it's obvious things, of course, that you know. He's a lot more successful now, you know. Obviously, especially now since he's on top of Forbes and everything. But um, uh, there was one point, uh, of course, in his career, and I think we we touched on it a while back, but 
this, this is a while back when this happened. When um he, he was cornering a fighter that killed a man in the cage. There was only death in MMA. In, 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 in Ireland. I, th- I don't know if it's in the cage ever, mm. or, but definitely in Ireland, he said. Mm. Where the guy that he was cornering actually I guess, hit a guy, and a guy, a guy went out, and a guy never recovered, pretty much, kind of a thing. Mm. Is it one of those smaller organizations, obviously? And he said, like, that, that affected him. Like, he, like he, he questioned, like, you know, you know fighting even after that, or like, you know, why you should even still be doing this. And, he, you know, like, with MMA, it's like, it's like a car wreck, you know? You go as a car wreck, and you never know if you're gonna come out alive or or, or not. So, kind of roll the dice. Okay, yeah, you kind of roll the dice. And like he said, even like for him, like his like his his last, his couple last couple of fights, like that like that that, that that's pretty much how come he taps because he he doesn't he's not gonna stay there and like you know mm-hmm. yeah he he, he can up see, his livelihood yeah yeah you, you can see when when he, he he lost and he can you know knows when to bow out and you know accept defeat, which I mean. Credit for him, I mean, because fighting, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it, you know, that, yeah, that makes sense. And for the longevity, that makes sense. Or you can look at it as, you know. From the tough guy perspective. From the tough guy perspective, mm-hmm. of staying in there and just doing it, you know, putting everything into your fights. But I, I, I can respect it, you know. Of course, I'm a counter fan, so I'm going to say whatever I want. But I can relate to him more. And the guy's, guy's killing it, so. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess that's it for Fight Talk. I mean, we covered quite a bit. Covered quite a bit, so. But we do appreciate you guys still rocking with us, still being there for us. And we'll continue to do that for you guys. You know, keep bringing you the content that you love. So with that, you guys be good to each other. Stay safe out there. Isaac Boys out. Fight Talk was recorded from the Isaac Boys podcast. You can check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Beaker. You name it, we're there. Check us out. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated.